Hey guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, today, I have with me a fantastic host, Nikki Tedamonti. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for being here, Nikki. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for having me, and I'm excited to talk about some research and uh, especially play this, this game we've got. Hell yes. So for those who are wondering, Nikki is an MPH student at Columbia University studying epidemiology, uh, specifically how the social world influences health outcomes. Uh, she is also the editor-in-chief of Intervene Upstream, which is an online public health publication for graduate students. And uh, she is a member of the 500 Queer Sciences Scientists Group. Uh, they have several chapters, one of which is in New York City. Uh, and the 500 Queer Scientists Group is a visibility campaign for LGBTQ plus people and their allies working in STEM and STEM-supported jobs. Um, it's a group... Uh, that collectively represents a powerful force of scientific progress and discovery. Uh, so she's part of so many different groups, and I'm so excited to have her here to uh, be a nerd with me and also talk about her work. So, like, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and thank you for having me. And that's uh, quite an intro for 500 Queer Scientists. It's a very powerful uh, intro to their organization. So that's one yeah, how long, how long have you been a member of 500 Queer Scientists? You know, I don't do any type of organizing, but I, uh, you know, submitted my, my, my profile to them, so to speak, or joined, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was last spring, or two springs ago. Yeah, two springs ago, or last spring maybe. Um, mm. Yeah, just submitted my photo before grad school and had a little blurb about myself. And okay. uh, people have reached out to me from there, which is really cool. And I've met some uh, really interesting kind of collaborators and friends, uh, a couple from there. So it's uh, definitely a, a network for sure. Yeah. Uh, what has been uh, the favorite reach out story that you've had since joining the group? Um, you know, so someone had recently written a piece for a publication called Lady Science. Mm. And they were doing a story about uh, COVID-19 and queer communities and how queer communities were kind of affected by COVID-19. Um, and so they had found my, my profile on, on 500 Queer Scientists on their Instagram and reached out to me and uh, did a quick interview about, you know, kind of how I, how we would use kind of the tools of epidemiology or the theories to kind of understand what may be happening in terms of health outcomes for queer people during, during COVID. So... Uh, it was a really interesting Amazing. interview. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> very, very fun interview as well. Yeah. And um, really interesting that that really is kind of the work that you get to assess and talk about as well. Like um, mm -hmm. social world influences for health, like how the social world influences health outcomes is just so incredibly relevant right now. Uh, I mean, it's relevant always, but I mean, especially right now where it feels like all of us are constantly um, staring into the face of like their health choices and outcomes every single day. Uh, what is it like doing research in this space? Are you doing research right now? Yeah, I am. And, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, you speak to something that's very interesting. And that is that, you know, before March, not many people knew what even an epidemiologist was. <laughs> and now I think with kind of the discussions, everyone or a lot of people has been having about race and COVID and, and, and things related to 
frontline workers having kind of increased exposure. There's yeah. a lot of discussions about, um, you know, how the social world and how social structures influence infection and who gets infected and, and among those who get infected, who, who gets hospitalized and who's kind of most at risk for death ultimately. So there's been a lot of dialogue about that, even if the term social epidemiology isn't being applied in some of these public discussions. Hmm. But I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a moment. I mean, I picked up my first social epidemiology textbook, you know, before going to grad school and was pretty, pretty hooked. And I had a mentor early on, Dr. Sarah Andrea, who I still work with on a project. And she studies mostly precarious workers, so tipped wage workers and um, the, the kind of mental health outcomes or physical health outcomes associated with working for tipped wages. Mm. other types of service work and so she kind of introduced me to uh you know the the field more specifically and has mentored me through projects and yeah it's it's a wonderful field I, I think that people who are uh you know kind of interested in these questions yeah uh are are come from a wide variety of backgrounds and definitely they themselves I think usually have interesting stories about how they kind of got into the field so uh w- would you say that um the current social response to COVID is on par with what you would expect considering your previous research? Because I mean, you've been studying uh, for uh, like a little while now, uh, before COVID even started. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by the social response? Uh, like how, how, how people are responding to it or like the average everyday person or what's what um. Yeah, I guess I should be more specific. Um, <laughs> it can it can be really difficult, I think, yeah. from from the perspective of attempting to answer these types of questions because usually, uh, you know, a lot of the work is getting to what is your specific research question or what is your specific thing mm-hmm. that you're discussing. So I think if it's kind of the general public and kind of how the public's responded, at least in New York, I think I see a lot of. Um, and this isn't this isn't through any any research, but this is just through my own eyes. I see a lot of people, of um, you know, taking taking what's going on seriously, and I think that's probably a result of being in kind of the early having it really bad early on. Mm. Um, but I think uh, you know one of the things that is kind of noted uh, is is in terms of how resources are distributed. Um, there isn't a lot of support or isn't enough support for kind of giving people, working class people, the the standard of care and living they need to be able to kind of fight off, um, yeah, fight off the, the risk of contracting the disease or the virus and, and to be able to actually, uh, you know, kind of not be in more precarious situations, not, not experience, if, if people are taken care of monetarily, hmm. um, you know, they're able to kind of avoid a lot of different health outcomes that often go along with things like isolation or precarious working conditions. Uh, you know, one of those things is, you know, mental health issues, depression. Another one of those yeah. things would be, um, you know, the you, substance use. Uh, there mm-hmm. may be an increase in substance use as a result of kind of people having to scale back their social interactions and kind of being in really precarious 
financial situations increases a lot of distress and and those are kind of the more acute effects beyond just talking about what the virus can do to someone mm-hmm. uh, you know it's kind of related to these social strat- the, the mitigation strategies that we're employing as a society yeah yeah i i totally hear you i think um most everyone i talk to is uh responding mentally in a very different way to what's happening depending on their uh families and where they are personally and their living situations um i think it really it really varies and i think it's going to be um I think it, it might be a big change to our, 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 maybe our whole way we interact socially after this. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. But, uh, you know, maybe not entirely. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time will tell. There's always opportunities, I think, for, yeah. um, you know, I think in, in times where there are really large-scale changes, there are opportunities to kind of, uh, you know, make make things different, and whether that's better or worse is <laughs> yeah. your interpretation, probably. Uh, hard to know, and probably a very big case of hindsight being twenty twenty. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which is also a hard phrase to say in the current year, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Um, <laughs> would you like to talk about some of the other projects that you're working on right now? Yeah, of course. So um, one of the things I am working on right now, which we're going to do a data release on soon, is um, how uh, Food and Nutrition Services Food Stamp Program, which is called SNAP now, it's no longer mm. you know called Food Stamps, how the SNAP program uh, kind of allows states to change various things about their application processing and um, being able to give out benefits to people, uh, how the, the federal government's allowing some changes for states, and we're trying to figure out, you know, which states are using kind of which tools, or they're called waivers, which states are applying for and getting which waivers to mm. kind of address on the state level um, people's access to, to food stamps and ultimately food security. But that's yeah. another project. It's it's more of a legal mapping project. And so there's a group of volunteers. Uh, we all kind of, you know, meet every week or two. And we've been meeting since, you know, some of us since the pandemic started. Uh, and it was kind of our way to figure out some small piece together about kind of what is happening in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of, in terms of these, this really specific program uh, in the federal government, so. Wow. Sounds like um, a lot of what you do involves a lot of, like, kind of community research and, like, pulling a lot of people together to kind of figure this all out as, at once. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of, I mean, science is so collaborative now, and, and there's so much that we can do working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the coolest things is, you know, if, if I were to kind of undertake this project alone, it would have been, you know, tons and tons and tons of work. And even if you're doing something alone, you need other people to verify and check and kind of yeah. make sure you're doing it correctly. And, you know, the more brains kind of around a problem, the the less work everyone has to do to solve it, but also uh, kind of the more reliable your results will probably be. And so, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with a handful of people on this and it's been 
just really amazing and I'm like kind of really proud of all of us for for being <laughs> able to kind of pitch in and and do these little things and it's been you know like maybe four months almost five months of doing this work and it's cool to finally get to the point where we're uh, saying, hey, we got some results or we got some data for everyone else and our stakeholders and nonprofits and academics that were interested in it. So, yeah. Uh, it's a very, very interesting time for that project. And yes, very, very collaborative. Yeah, no kidding. Um, collaborating at this time is uh, almost more important in a way. Have you found that you found it like really helpful for yourself personally? Right yeah, now? I mean, yeah. I, I think that there's pieces of like being able to. Uh, you know, early on in the pandemic, just see other people, <laughs> you know, like when I think, yes. I think when, when New York was really bad, you know, like, uh, it, it was just like, I was seeing my roommates and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it was, you know, good to have those other connections. But I think what's intriguing now is that, you know, it's, it's almost kind of the norm now to do things. I mean, it is the norm to do things kind of digitally now. And I think it yeah. kind of opens up who can be a part of projects in a way and and who can collaborate on things and um, really opens that space up. But I think for me, it's definitely been, uh, it's been good to be able to focus on something with other people uh, and kind yeah, of have some, some grounding and like, okay, we're trying to figure out this little tiny thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it kind of alleviates that sense of, of helplessness in a way, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, I have to admit doing doing my current show and getting to meet all of these like fantastic people and getting to really connect to uh, like game the gaming community and everything has been um, uh, a real staple <laughs> in my life. I mean, I started it about like over a year ago, but uh, it's become so much more important um, this year. So uh definitely hear you on that front yeah very Um, cool very cool yeah and that's awesome that you've been doing it for a year I feel like the oh you know getting getting past the hump of the early stages of any any project is the is is a difficult piece of it it's maybe not the most difficult I don't know I but it's definitely yeah I mean (laughs) it's definitely uh practice makes perfect and it definitely takes a while so uh Thank you for that. And I'm glad uh, that you have been doing all this fantastic research as well um, and collaborating, which also means that like, you're, not, you're no stranger to collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your collaboration? How comfortable are you with collaboration in a gaming sense? You know, we are a role-playing game show, um, mm-hmm. which often involves a lot of collaborating with people. Uh, what are your experiences in that environment? Um, yeah, you know, I think one one thing that my family has always done uh, my my dad's side of the family is we've always been kind of board gamers uh and mm-hmm. so my dad is kind of the the leader of that in in the sense okay. that he does you know the most research to find the games and he's a you know uh subscriber to boardgamegeeks.com so he's <laughs> totally kind of all in fantastic and, and so whenever i'm back in vegas and we're able to kind of all be together as a family will we'll definitely play you know tons and tons of games although I would say most of them aren't collaborative <laughs> you know most of them I think bring out the competitive side but there are some sure. team games uh um there are some team games in there that are that are pretty fun so mm. have uh, you ever played think, Dungeons and Dragons before 
I've played uh, a handful of times. I, I only once in a campaign format. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I was 18. So almost nine years ago, I guess. Wow. Weird to say, but, but I played with some, <laughs> the mutual friend had invited me and, and I met, you know, his friend who was the, the dungeon master and a group mm-hmm. of us played. I think we probably had, you know, five or six sessions and it was, a, it was a blast. Definitely a blast. And it's a, it's fun to kind of, you know, use those storytelling muscles and, and work yeah. with others and, uh, not always against the dungeon master, but sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, um, some people definitely play their games where it's like the DM is out to get you. And so you're like <laughs> fighting against the DM the whole time. So uh, if I hear that, that's that's real too. Uh, what character did you play? Oh my gosh, what was their name? Um, uh, shoot. They were, they were kind of this whiny frog character uh oh, their name, but okay. they didn't they kind of like uh they were kind of overzealous I think would be the best way to describe them overzealous always kind of like uh you know inadvertently uh fumbling around and kind of causing you know inadvertently like messing things up I guess you know like mm-hmm. oh you have to be quiet we have to sneak around and they're kind of running yeah and yeah and screaming at the group of you know monsters that you're trying to sneak around <laughs> uh, so. I mean that's it's always fun to be the character that causes the chaos so oh yes absolutely yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> and to be like the eccentric I think I like playing eccentric characters like I think I think there's mm-hmm. something just about like being able to kind of be the, the weird character who has this interesting motivations and yeah other other characters like can't really understand in a way why that character is eccentric so uh so yeah that was kind of the last time I played and uh I think we played we did like kind of a a standard the standard kind of probably fifth edition rule sure yeah. um, but we quickly kind of abandoned uh abandoned a lot of the rules because you know as, as all of us you know got a little bit more tipsy and none of us had played before the dungeon master had played <laughs> You know, yeah. kind of like, I think it was his way of being like, all right, I'm not going to be able to get these people to like, you know, keep a sheet. So it was very, very casual. And oh my goodness, I love that. But I think this, this actually inspired me because I was talking with my, my partner and her roommate and this actually inspired me. I was like, you know, we should start a, a Dungeons and Dragons thing because it's like, Hell it's yeah. a, definitely a joy. Hell yeah, pick it back up. Get a, find a little joy, find a little escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the game that we're playing today is um, not exactly Dungeons and Dragons, but is Dungeons and Dragons adjacent. So uh, we'll definitely um, get into that in a little bit as well. But um, before we do, uh, let me just do a quick on-air read for the station, and then we can talk about what we're going to be playing today. Okay, so here we go. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we are still making every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. Um, But most of our revenue streams have evaporated, so we need your help. Uh, We realize that you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us to stay on air, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit, so we could really use your help. 
Uh, first, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, or other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFB Give 5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you absolutely have to shop on Amazon, you should put their dollars to work for us by going to amazon.com slash smile and registering Radio Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh, for being here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's get into some game. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So the game we're going to be playing today is called For the Dungeon. For the Dungeon was designed by Jordan Palmer. So thank you to Jordan uh, and the whole team that also uh, helped him out along the way. Uh, But essentially, For the Dungeon is described as a comedy role-playing game where you play the life of minions protecting their dungeon. Uh, Charging into danger with reckless abandon and causing mayhem is all in a day's work. So essentially, uh, my uh, fantastic guest, Nikki, is going to be taking on the role of a minion in the service of some darker power. Uh, And they are going to have to, um, you know, do that uh, darker power's bidding. Um... So that's, honestly, that's basically it. Uh, You use one D6 for rolling and doing things. Um, If she rolls a three or under, that's considered a fail. Uh, And then depending on what kind of a failure that is, um, bad things will happen. But um, the character can use those bad failures as experience in order to do better later uh so there is kind of that fun learning part of it as well um and there's also a bunch of other moves in terms of like what she can do that i will be uh pointing out as we go um and hopefully you guys will get the idea um i'm also going to be of course creating some superheroes as well uh nikki would you like to introduce your character to the listeners Yes, um, my character is a very has a very sad backstory. Um, Ursula the Fallen was an apprentice to a renowned gnome engineer. She was a apprentice engineer herself, and um, one day, you know, she ruined an experiment. It got botched, and you know, unlike having a nice boss in the lab, her uh, you know renowned gnome engineer decided to kick her out. So she left her you know, gnome engineering studio and had to go find a job somewhere else and mm-hmm. ended up meeting Roderick the Warlock. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Roderick the Warlock is uh, Ursula's newest employer. Um, he, of course, is an evil wizard who um, wants to use a set of, you know, ancient uh, artifacts in order to uh, gain enough power to take over the world. Uh, he li- a classic tale. Classic, a classic tale. <laughs> tale as old as time. Uh, and he lives in a slightly crumbling castle that, um, you know, maybe he moved into when no one else wanted to live there. He's been fixing it up and he does most of his work in the top tower um, and leaves the rest of the castle to his many minions. And he has many. Because uh, he offers pretty good benefits. 
Yeah, there's health insurance. Yeah. Uh, the kingdom doesn't have a national health care plan yet, and so mm-hmm. yeah, when Ursula, you know, kind of lost her job, she was, you know, yeah, reckoning with that. Yeah, the parade's pretty good. You know, there's not really a retirement plan because I wouldn't say he really wants his minions to retire per se, yeah. but like, you know, nor, nor does he expect them to live long enough to retire. No, I suppose not. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully Ursula will feel differently. Ursula is, um, we've, uh, also a bit of a, uh, commanding minion officer, so, uh, she can also order around any of the other, uh, weakling minions as she sees fit. Um, but her, uh, her latest instruction today, um, was to... Keep an eye out because um, Roderick's uh, one of Roderick's uh, many sworn enemies from the many villages that he's uh, kind of attacked on his quest for power. Uh, well, all of them. Let's just say, essentially, he has a lot of adventurers who have recently sworn revenge on him for his quest for power, and uh, he thinks that something might be going wrong, and he would like you to. Uh, fortified the defenses make sure nothing is coming in mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and i think yeah it's very important to do that and ursula has the skills to do that so uh so yeah i guess i would want to uh you know go go outside first kind of check it check out what's going on out there great okay um it sounds like you're going to be looking around yes i would love to look around outside Great, so that is one of the moves that you can do. So why don't you uh, roll your d6, your okay. six-sided dice, and let me know what you get. I got a five. You got a five? Yes. Great. Um, so that means that I can choose. So there's a list of questions here that can be asked, um, but because you got a five, I get to choose the question and answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to answer, I'm going to ask the question, what is dangerous here? Uh, and I'm going to answer um, pretty easy, actually. It seems like a group of nearby villagers have decided today is the day that they're going to raid the uh, castle, and they um, there's kind of a mob heading towards the castle doors. Oh no! So, uh, that's what's dangerous here. <laughs> you see a lot of you saw a lot of angry uh, people with uh, pitchforks and flaming torches and <laughs> chanting, uh, you know. <laughs> chanting down with Roderick, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to I wanna kind of make a cunning ploy. I want to see if I can uh, kind of make a trap, uh, see if I can try to, try to catch him off guard a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Um, how are you going to try to do that? What are you going to, what trap are you laying for them? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think that I'm, I'm assuming because it's more in, you know, kind of the outside of a castle, you know, there might be some type of, uh, you know, barrier or walls or a moat or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of want to make some type of, uh, you know, I, I guess if there's some type of moat and a bridge over it, some type of falling yeah. trap. So they'll yeah, yeah, I'd say, I'd say yeah. there's a moat. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of want to make like a trap door. Quick little trap door. Out of out of the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't you? So uh, you can roll for a stunning ploy, but I think 
because of your background in engineering mm -hmm. and your tinkering, you can use your talent to roll an extra dice. So why don't you roll two dice and uh, you can use the uh, higher number. Okay. So four is the first one and four is the second one. So Okay. <laughs> so four it is. Um, great. So on a four with a cunning ploy... So this, so you created a new scene trait. So for this scene, you have a trap door, um, but it can only be used once and it must be used immediately. Okay, okay. Thank, thank goodness the danger is, you know, coming up your door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise the trap door is going to be pretty useless, so. Right. Are you, are you going to be using it right now? Oh yeah, totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm building that trap door. I see him coming. I'm like, fuck this. We gotta, we gotta really, we gotta really go. We gotta make this trapdoor happen. Great. Okay. Uh, you make, you make it happen. Uh, you build it, and um, this group of mob, this this group of people, they're marching up. They're shouting, "Raw drinks a dick. Raw drinks a dick." And uh, they go up, and um, we'll say three individuals at the front of the mob, oh, like uh, step up. And they're going across the bridge, and they're saying, "Release, open up, you asshole! Get out, get out here!" And as they walk across the bridge, uh, you pull the trap lever, and uh, yeah, you, they go, "Oh!" And they fall down into the uh, into the waters below, uh, where the um, alligators. Alligators, there, yeah, yeah. Alligators in the boat. Yep, they uh, they start <laughs> start snapping them up. Oh. Oh, that's so brutal. Um, but yeah, so you've done that, and now, uh, well, the rest of the the rest of the mob is um, they're going. Well, first they scream a lot. Uh, and love to hear I, it. Ursula yeah. loves to hear the screaming, the chomping of the alligators. Loves it. <laughs> yeah, the light line, the right line of work. Um, <laughs> and uh, half of the group is going to run away because, of course, they are. But half are going to uh, keep coming. They're going to run up on the doors and uh, start pounding on them. Oh, going to break shit. them open. So, you know, Ursula's pretty pretty intelligent, pretty smart, but pretty foolish. Like, I feel like don't got a lot of common sense. And I think going to want to talk it over with them. Really going to want to uh, ask them to just leave. Like, hey, yeah. you know, can you not bother us? Uh, we think that there's other things to do. Other, other dragons to slay, so to speak, and maybe Roderick the Warlock isn't on the top of your list, adventurous party who wants revenge. Okay, amazing. Um, <laughs> so, because you have the uh, the ability, so one of your um, personality uh, capabilities perks is you can grovel, um, which please, means that you can try and please. talk it over with those that are hostile or unwilling. I will allow you to do this. Great. So, <laughs> please, uh, roll your d6 and uh, let me know what you get. Okay, let's see. Oh, shit. Oh, no, what'd you get? Oh, uh, it's a one. It's bad. Oh, boy. oh, no. Here we go. So on a one, that is a critical failure, which means uh, things are about to ramp up, ramp up a little bit. Uh, why don't you give me, so uh, the instructions here say that you need to give me a one word prompt for what is about to happen. Explosion. Explosion? <laughs> Great, okay. 
Um, so you kind of you kind of lean out over the uh, the walls and you kind of put on what you think is a like a friendly simpering look and you say, oh. So sorry, but maybe not today. Uh, and it just enrages the shit out of these uh, out of these um, protesting villagers. And they, uh, one of them, uh, lights a Molotov cocktail <laughs> and uh, goes, "Roderick said, Jack, I saw you." And throws the um, the Molotov cocktail at the doors, which um, are wooden for some reason. Um, and, uh, yeah, there is a huge explosion, and, um, those doors are wide open, and, uh, yeah, those, the villagers are coming in, they're going, ah, they're running on in there. What do you do? (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, you know. Bell starts clanging somewhere. (laughs) Um, you know, I think. I think I'm gonna just kind of avoid danger. I'm gonna like try to duck <laughs> out of there really quickly. Like, you know, I'm a gnome. I'm not built for fighting. I am mm. uh, c- could be maybe a little scrappy, but I feel like I, I just need to get out of there. Don't really like explosions. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to hide and just let them run run past perhaps. Okay, maybe great. A later get them from behind but right now step one i'm just trying to avoid their wrath okay yeah i would say i'd say yeah you can avoid danger right now i would say uh roll roll your dice and let's see how successful you are at avoiding their ire oh come on give me a six (laughs) it's a one again (gasps) oh lordy um okay well um oh I, I, I'm sorry, I meant to, I meant to mm-hmm. tell you the, to this earlier, and I'm telling you this now because I think it will be helpful to you. Okay. Um, you start the game with three zeal. Um, zeal is like a point system that is on your character sheet, and they're like little extra things that will either give you advantage on a roll. Oh yeah, they'll just they'll give you advantage on a roll, but you can only use them once, so you have three of those. You can, you can choose to use it now, or you can give me a word prompt for how badly you are at hiding right now. I'm gonna use a zeal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty dangerous situation. So yeah, I'm gonna use a zeal. Okay, great. Actually, and this says, uh, these can be spent to change any role into an automatic success. So. Okay. Perfect. I know the roles to this game, you guys. I know <laughs> really well. Um, yeah, I would love to use a zeal. I, <laughs> I don't wanna get hurt. Great. Love the automatic success. Ursula, stand safe, maybe. Super helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, great. So you automatic, you automatically succeed, um, and you kind of, as 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 the bells start clanging and there's battle going on with your uh, fellow coworkers down uh, by the entryway, you just kind of um, retreat back into the walls. You just kind of wander away. You just go in the opposite direction of, of everything that's going on. Where are you going now? Um, I'm going to the, uh, you know, area where all the other minions are maybe asleep or relaxing. And I'm going to try to wake them up and kind of get them, get them riled up for, for, for battle, I guess. Yeah, what is your battle speech? What is oh, your battle, battle cry? Speech. Yes, um, you know... Uh, Ursula's kind of a nerd, and so I think she's just gonna say, you know, Roderick the Warlock is is 
you know, the best warlock of the land, has the best runes of the land, and we really need to protect him, uh, mainly for the health insurance, but, <laughs> uh, you know, also because he seems like a really smart guy. Don't really think he's a good guy, but he's really smart, and I Ursula respects that, so... Let's let's get our swords. Let's go protect Roderick from the impending doom. All right, you 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 say this. Um, hmm. Should should I make you roll here? No, you know, I'll, I'll let I'll let you do it. Um, okay, so you say this, and uh, you know the minions are like they nod and they're like, yeah, for Roderick, for the health insurance, and they um. <laughs> go off and they uh they they're they're off and they're going um but as you are as as they are gathering their um their their weapons and they're going out and they're going to start fighting uh you you see uh there's a all of a sudden from behind you in the shadows you hear a surprise <laughs> um and you see before you uh, what looks to be um, a mighty adventurer who is sticking their nose in your business. Um, this is a, uh, let's see. She she is um, a woman in simple garb, but she is looks very strong. She has um, her hair in a high ponytail that is also braided down to be out of her way. It looks like she's got some spikes on the end of it, though, so it might be a little uh, sharp. Um, but she looks strong and dangerous, and she looks like she is... Uh, ready to fight and she has yelled <laughs> she feels surprised and is going to attack you and a couple of other members of the minions essentially I am I have instantly caused you harm so you must take a point of harm for this got it got it um I will ouch, also note ouch. whenever you get a, a harm point whenever you get a harm point you must uh roll a six-sided dice and um your number, you have to roll a number uh, above, uh, equal to or above, um, you know, however much harm you have. So just roll above a one and you're fine. Just, yeah. Oh, geez. Well, knowing my luck, we'll see. <laughs> Two. Yes. Great. You're good. Um, fantastic. So you're, you're safe on that front. Um, and just for a little bit of, of, of information about what adventurers are like in this game, and um, for those who are listening as well, um, Essentially, um, whenever a player harms, so an adventurer shows up and they are essentially a collection of three different stunts that they can be used. Um, one of which is surprise. Um, and essentially, uh, whenever this character is harmed by one of the players, um, you get to choose to remove, you can choose a stunt to remove from this player um, or from this character. And when the character has no stunts left, they're dead or defeated however you want to do it. Hmm. But yeah, she's just jumped up and yelled surprise and attacked you and you've gotten hurt and she's going at it. You know, I, I think Ursula would be, you know, pretty shocked, got a little a little hurt, but I think is going to try to at least fight back initially, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe yeah, like I'm going to going to try to get violent and really try to try to show this this adventurer uh, not to mess with the minions that's the way to do it um so you're going to i take it get violent get violent let's bring it on okay uh make a roll six 
You got a six. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. So you can choose um, two from the following list of things that happen. Uh, one, you don't take harm. Two, you deal harm to them. Three, you get them out of the way. And four, you take something from them. So you can choose two of those. Okay, I definitely want to deal harm to them. Um, and I also want to get them out of the way. Okay, all right. Uh, so you're going to deal harm to them. Uh, and you get to take away one of their three stunts. So you know one of them already, it's surprise. Uh, the other two are going to be disguise. Oh. Uh, which is uh, when this adventurer shows up, players are not tipped off that this is an adventure unless they attempt to harm them. Yikes. And then also mobile. Which means this adventure can squeeze, climb, or cross any distance. Okay. So you can choose which of those are removed. Oh, I see. Um, I'm going to remove the disguise. Okay. They, uh, she can no longer be disguised. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And how would you like to get them out of the way? Or would you like me to decide? Um... You know, I think let's let's have you decide that. Okay. Um, so as you show your show your fellow minions uh, how to do it, you um, jump up. You take your uh, grappling hook. Is what you're going to do. You're going to take your grappling hook. You're going to shoot it, and you're going to like basically um, wrap it around like one of the um, one of the beams in like the rafters, and you're going to wrap it. And then you're going to jump and kick off and uh, kick the um, kick the adventurer like out of the room, and it's gonna they're gonna tumble down a set of stairs. <laughs> badass, badass! Yeah. I love it. <laughs> right, and everyone sees them now, so they can't be disguised anymore. So uh, they're adventurers and uh, a mob of villagers in the castle. What now? All right, um, you know I think. You know, I think a lot of Ursula's motivation is to kind of, like, reclaim some status from her lost apprenticeship. Okay. And so I think what's going on for Ursula right now is she's like, all right, you know, maybe I need to get the minions behind me and not necessarily Roderick. Okay. So if that's possible, <laughs> I don't know if that's a talk it over, if that's a, if that's a... So you're trying to take this moment to lead a rebellion against Roderick. Yes. But maybe that's not a minion thing to do. Maybe that's a little bit outside of what a minion might do. Do whatever you want. You've already, you're already in this minion situation. Like, <laughs> chaos is your friend. I, su I support you. Okay, okay. How, how about instead of Roderick, I want to be like Roderick's first hand like right hand right hand last so okay so so maybe that's what it is because i think mm -hmm. i think ursula still needs to be a minion but you know just needs to okay yeah so, so how do you how do you propose that this be done well i i'm gonna set a first i want to kind of set a cunning ploy because i think the best solution first is to 
try to get rid of the kind of right-hand person. So I want to yeah. kind of set a trap for whoever that is. Uh, I want to I want to maybe have call them over and get all the other minions that I've kind of riled up to attack them. Okay, so you're trying to set a trap where you lead the enemy further into the castle and then ambush them. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to do a cunning ploy? Then um, I'll say uh, go ahead and uh, roll for that do there. Okay, let's see. Come on. Number six. Five. Pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, on a five, uh, the trade can only be used once and must be used immediately. So, um, <laughs> you, you gotta use it immediately. Makes sense to me. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, you, I'll say you call, you tell, you call the minions in, you kind of tell them to like spread the word and tell them about this trap. And then out loud, you call out, fall back, fall back. Uh, so that the the people that they're fighting, the villagers, think to themselves, "Oh, oh, it's going really well. Oh, fuck, we got it. We're doing it." And um, you're going to uh, lead them in, and then um, just as you're going in to uh, do, uh, just as they're going in to try to finish off the blow, all of a sudden you jump out of everywhere and start going at it. So uh, you've definitely done a lot of damage to this group. Perfect. Good. Good. I mean. I think I think the next step then is to kind of uh, for for Ursula at least is to let the other minions handle the battle and kind of to maybe avoid the danger, leave that area and move more toward where Roderick is at. Uh, mm-hmm. Ursula finds maybe it might be safer to be around Roderick in some ways. Maybe he'd get angry that you know Ursula wasn't fighting, but I think that that's kind of I want to avoid danger. Maybe that's the first step, uh, but also, you know, head towards Roderick. Okay. All right. So you head up the uh, the uh, the um, highest tower in the fortress, um, and you are climbing the stairs. And as you're going, you think to yourself, "Huh? You know, I didn't see that woman in that room where we were luring in all of those villagers. I wonder where she." Uh, I wonder where she, and then you hear behind you, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you again? <laughs> and you again? <laughs> ah, now I see truly what your plot was. And uh, yeah, she uh, she does another harm to you. So um, oh, roll that dice. Roll, right? Okay. <laughs> you didn't take away her surprise. I know, I should have. I took away the disguise, but not the surprise. Um, I got a three. All right, you're still good. You're still good. Thanks, yes. Okay, great. So now she says, uh, stand aside and I I will slay this um, horrid horrid warlock and uh, you will be freed. (laughs) Or Um, I will kill you. (laughs) Ah, shit. You're always trying to kill the minions. The minions don't even do anything. Um, I'm gonna say... Seriously, though. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna say maybe Ursula isn't great at fighting, but really foolish and kind of kind of angry at this point, being surprised twice. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. fight back. I'm gonna get violent. Like, Hell yeah. 
Do you have any particular way you want to fight back? Yeah, I want to use my grappling hook and kind of shoot it at this person. <laughs> You're going to shoot the grappling hook directly Throw out. it, shoot Amazing. it. I don't know. Like, I'm just so yeah. curious. I love it. All right, I'll let you use an extra dice for that one since you're just okay. you're just basically like shooting your grappling hook at someone's face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> roll two dice and take the higher number. Perfect. Okay, I got a three and a two. All right, well, um, both of those are failures uh but they're not critical failures they're just uh they're just a failure um so we're, we're going to say is that um you know like you don't get like there's no damage done but i will say that you um in your anger you throw the grappling gun in its entirety your grappling hook in its entirety at uh this woman this adventure and um she just dodges out of the way and because you guys are on like a spiral staircase, it just falls down out of sight. So you're gonna lose your grappling hook. Um, <laughs> but I will say, um, you get the experience of learning. Um, I should, I should learn how to, you know, hold things better. And I'll, I'll give you experience so you can take advantage on your next uh, strength or grippy test thing. I don't know when that'll come in handy, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, rest in peace, Grappling Hook. Uh, you know, that was a, a gadget that Ursula made long, long ago. And... Might just be down the stairs. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, am I, am I kind of in... Where, what's the situation look like now? Grappling well, Hook's down the stairs. What's going on with this adventure? Well, okay. Well, I will say, so you just threw a Grappling Hook at her face. So she's probably not, like, extremely happy. Uh... <laughs> She'll probably go to, um, try to attack you again. Or, you know what? I'm going to say that, uh, she sees this, she looks, she kind of laughs, she kind of huffs at you a little bit, and then she uses her ability, uh, to be mobile, mobile, to be mobile, I know how to say that word, um, and she, uh, does some, like, hardcore parkour to kind of like climb up over you like over the wall like over the wall to your side and like kind of flip over you and like keep running up the stairs towards Roderick. Okay okay well at least she's not attacking me but I do feel like I need to kind of uh yeah you know move and go uh maybe like gonna say I don't know if it'd be kind of look around, but I kind of want to kind of want to move towards Roderick, Roderick's lair and kind of see what's around in terms of, uh, yeah, just kind of look around that area. Okay, um, oh, if right, sorry, when you look around, around, you're just supposed to roll. Uh, <laughs> my bad, uh, so go ahead and make, make your roll first. Okay, perfect. I, I got into Dungeons and Dragons mode for a minute. My bad. Continue. Totally, what was that? Totally. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't want to say it. It's a two. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, bad. Yeah, you, uh, you, you see some, your dust, some dust and hit your head so hard on, like, the back wall because it's really narrow in here that you're going to take an extra harm. Oh, so do I have to roll? Roll again, yeah. Okay, come on, Ursula. That's three now. Six. Uh, you're still good. Perfect. Still alive. Amazing. Still kicking. Still kicking. Still <laughs> still hanging in there. What My, do you do now? Um. Okay. So what I want to do now is, 
uh, can I can I kind of do a do a cunning ploy? I don't know if I can do that now, but like try to kind of I want to create the advantage in in the area by maybe trying to use the the maybe runes that might be around or use kind of the any any ropes or something that's around to uh i guess build another trap who's the trap for so i what i'm thinking is that you know there's the one there's the adventurer who's kind of running toward roderick but i want to she she's upstairs from you now at this point got it i want to make sure that no one else is gonna kind of try to follow. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, sure. Roll, roll that die. Okay, it's a four. Four. <laughs> okay. Um, again, the trait can only be used once and must be used immediately. What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, I guess I want to set like a little little rope trap, like you know the. The, the ropes are just sitting on the ground and then when someone runs over it, it'll kind of swoop them up by the leg. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I want to build one of those there. Okay, great. You have it You have it there. Um, it, it must be used immediately. Um, so we'll say that uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the remaining villagers managed to get through and uh, gets caught in it. Wonderful. So you were successful. How's it um, hanging up there, villager? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ahead of you, like up above, you start hearing um, like battle noises, what it sounds like, you know, like shouts from Roderick and from this woman. It looks like, sounds like they're going at it. Okay. I want to try to sneak up into that area. Okay. Um, yeah. Don't want anyone to notice. Um, don't get caught then. Why don't you roll for don't get caught? Perfect. <laughs> uh, so I have a five. Great. So you can choose one of these. Uh, this either the deception. So um, either the deception will not last long, or you are exposed to dam- danger somehow while you are sneaking. Mm, I'm gonna say the deception will not last long. Okay. Great. So you sneak on up and uh, you kind of peer through the door and you see that uh, Rogic is hurling spell after spell after uh, this adventurer and she's doing all sorts of weird flips and climbing things as she runs around and, um, you know, it looks like she is uh, shooting. She's pulled out these boomerangs that she's using to hit uh Roderick with as she as they engage in battle in this now very very messy study much messier than you thought um but uh it will only last um maybe one action on your part before they realize that you're there okay okay let's see what would I want to do I think I would want to so I have one turn to kind of do something you know i think i think what i want to do at this point is do another kind of look around the study because i imagine that there's there's some interesting things there okay uh why don't you roll so one (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so um, because we don't have a lot of time left, unfortunately, um, I'm going to say, uh, why don't you give me a word prompt? Okay. And uh, um, we'll see. We'll see how we we'll see how this wraps up. Yeah, let's say illusion. Illusion. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Okay. I've got it. So, um, while you are uh, looking around this room, trying to see if there's anything, maybe something a little valuable that you could just take for yourself while Roderick is busy. You know, he doesn't provide retirement funds. He's not that great of a boss anyway. Um, so. You're looking around and you think that you see something um, exciting. You see what looks to be a beautiful gold, like glowing yellow gem and you reach over to grab it. And as you grab it, it turns out that it was a trap and it's actually a weird button. And as you press the button, the whole fortress starts to rumble. And Roderick looks over and he was like, not the self-destruct button, (laughs) no! And then as you, you hear, cries from below, and as you look out the window, you see that the fortress is uh, crumbling around you. Um, but you also see a loose grappling hook in the area that you can swing away to safety. <laughs> I guess we'll stop it there. <laughs> well, I'm glad Ursula lives another day. I, 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 cu- I couldn't hurt Ursula. She's too pure. <laughs> I know, yeah. Lawful evil, but, you know... Uh... <laughs> Listen, could be chaotic evil. Pure, pure, yeah, exactly. Pure yeah. for a minion, you know. Uh, I'm glad that she got away. Yes. Um, we'll probably need to find another job, which kind of is a, you know, a bummer. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, there's, I'm sure she'll find employers somewhere. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for playing that with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for uh for for hosting it and, and giving, you know, such a uh such good options for a game to choose, but then also for, you know, uh being able to kind of uh do this ad hoc, you know, and being of able course. to to make a cool story out of it. Most definitely. Uh the stories are the best part of is the collab. Um is there anywhere that you would like people to be listening uh to you, looking for you on the internet? Um, yeah, you can find my Instagram, Nikki Tedamonti, and also Twitter, Tedamonti Nikki, reversed. Uh, Ooh. Lost my account for Nikki Tedamonti. I lost, like, the password a long time ago. Oh, man. And it just, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I've contacted Twitter support. It's a whole ordeal. We don't need to get into it, Erin. Of but course, it's a, yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> uh-huh constantly a story well uh you heard it here folks uh make sure to check out nikki tenamanti and uh, her amazing insights into um epidemiology um social influences on health and also just generally um cool sci-fi stuff um so thank thank you you so much again yeah um thank you and uh, thanks to our listeners for listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoons, and we'll ta- catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.